0: Good morning. Welcome to the Chavot Levavot class in Shara Bitachon. We are currently studying the fourth pedek of Shara Bitachon. We are up to the sixth category of Bitachon. Previously we discussed the fifth category, which discussed the proper way to have Bitachon in regards to doing mitzvot, which require other people's involvement. And now we are discussing the sixth chedek sixth Khelek, the chavot Lavavot, begins by saying that this includes olam <coughs> hazeh and olam Haze haba. Really, it's the sechar of olam hazeh and olam haba which a person gets for doing the proper thing. We know that if a person keeps the mitzvot, he's rewarded in olam haba, as well as olam hazeh. says the chavot levavot that the reward for keeping the mitzvot Sometimes is in olam hazeh or olam haba, and sometimes it's both olam hazeh and olam haba. However, the Torah never explains to us what's what, which mitzvah gets you this schar and which mitzvah gets you that schar. Hashem just promises us in an often kelali, in a general term, in a general way, Hashem promises that if you keep the mitzvot in a general way, He'll give us schar. However, Hashem never explains the schar, which is given in Olam Hazeh for each mitzvah individually. Rather, for the mitzvot as a whole, the Torah tells us different berachot that will have different schar that will have. However, when it comes to averot, if you look, each averah has a very specific punishment in Olam Hazeh. You do this, you get Sekila, Sirifa, herik, heinik. You get malkut, you get karet, you get this, you get that all different Averot that they that have their uh, punishment uh, very clearly spelled out in the Torah what you get. However, when it comes to the schar and the Onesh which exist in olam Haba for doing or not doing the Mitzvot or the will of Hashem, we never have any explanation as to what that is or what it's going to be like. So the Torah never explains to us what it's like in olam Haba. And the Chavot of is bothered by this. Why is it so? Why is it that we never see an explanation for what's going to be in Olam Haba. Not Schad and not Onish. The Torah never explains what Gehinam is like and never explains what Olam Haba is like. It says in the Chovot, there a few answers to this question. Number one, he says, is because being that we are living in the physical world, so our nishamot are in our bodies. Once our nishamot are in a physical body, our whole ability to understand things is only in a physical world. We have no concept of being able to understand something in a spiritual world. And therefore, since it's not in our ability to understand what olam Haba is, therefore the Torah doesn't explain it, because it's something which is above us, so to speak. Only our neshama will be able to understand it, so to speak, when it gets out of the body. <clears throat> the next reason the Chavot lavot wants to say why the Torah never explains the inyanim of olam haba, is because the Torah didn't need to explain it. This is something that's like Torah Sheba'ul Peh. It's something which was passed down generation to generation from Moshe Benu that we have a mesorah. we were explained this is olam haba, this is olam hazeh, uh, this is uh, Gehinam, different things about what they are in olam haba. And therefore, that's why the Torah never explains it. The third reason, the Chavot of brings, he brings about seven reasons. But the third one we're up to, he says a very interesting thing. He says like this. The nation which accepted the Torah, he says, were on a, a level where the Torah says to us, So therefore at the time of Matan Torah says that the people were not on a very high spiritual level. And therefore he says, Hashem treated them the same way a father would treat his young son. A father would want to treat his young son, how to go on the right path, how to do the correct thing. So what would he do? He would teach his son. He tells him, you know, my son, I want to teach you that, uh, you know, something very complicated, let's say. And he's trying to explain to him that if he does this, then this outcome will happen. The kid's a little kid. He doesn't understand. So the father tells him, if you do this, I'll give you a candy. That the kid understands. And therefore, the kid does it to get the candy. He does it again to get the candy. As he gets older, he realizes it's not about the candy. Doing this action brings this, uh, this good outcome. And therefore, he does the action for the sake of itself. So too with the Torah. Hashem saw clearly said that they were on a low level. So in order to help us, he wrote the Torah in a way that the mitzvot have a general promise of olam hazeh. When Hashem says, i will give you panasa and life and everything good. And the Averot, Hashem says, you do this, you're going to get things that we can understand. That you're going to have this and that. If you would talk about Olam Habba and Gehinnah, we wouldn't understand what it says. We wouldn't be able to relate to it. And therefore, Hashem spoke in a way that Klai was able to relate to what he was saying in order that they should be able to begin to uh, serve Hashem and, and do the Torah. And of course, as we get older and as we do more, we do it not for the Sekhar of Olam rather for the Sekhar of Olam Habba. And therefore, the Qawot the seems to be uh, saying over here, uh, uh, Ramat also makes this point that, I mean, he really makes this point that that the, the Chavot Avot over here is saying that the whole Inyan of the Shachar and Olam Hazeh, and even the Schad of Olam Habah, really are all, like the, like the Rambam says, they're all considered Shalolishma. However, Hashem put it in the Torah that we should serve Him, so to speak, Shalolishma, in order that from there we should be able to reach the levels of serving Hashem Lishma. Have a wonderful day.